Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in her days. <laughs> Great. We did it last year. We do it every year. We're doing it every year. <laughs> it's that time of year. <clears throat> Happy Herla days. It's July for me. <laughs> so just as we started the episode and we're like, I was like, I am ready. Uh-huh. As soon as I said the word ready, yeah, my iPad was like 10% battery warning. <laughs> and I saw it as sort of an omen. No. For we, the episode. We don't believe in that. I mean, 10% is an invigorating time. <laughs> I mean, there have been, studies have shown that people work better under pressure. Right. Did you know that if you need to go to the bathroom during a test, you will do better on the test? Cool. So I always went into my tests and never went to the bathroom first. <laughs> I remember making that decision once, actually. Since having a kid, I'm like, I don't know if that's even an option for <laughs> me. Know. But when I was young, t- when I was taking tests, yeah. I was like, when I was taking I'll tests. hold my bladder forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't ever go again. Just like defiantly. <laughs> yeah. Just it's fine. Everything's fine. It's been three days and I'm fine. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not at all. Anyway. When you just said that, I was like, I don't know about that anymore. No. I would just be like, okay, B, yeah. D, uh-huh. E, A, okay. And know, I'm out. I don't know if we're going to make it. And, oh, you're going to fail me? You're going to fail this test if I leave? Bye. <laughs> See ya. Because I'm an adult. What am I taking a test for? Bye. <laughs> this is a dream. Yeah, I know this it, is a dream. Yeah. I'm in that stage of pregnancy where I'm up every like hour to go to the bathroom uh-huh. and to like get regain the feeling in your hands. Yeah, and to feel my hands again and to flop into bed on a different side. Yeah, because rolling over, I forgot. Like I, I remembered. It doesn't seem to me like being this pregnant should inhibit you from rolling over. Like it just doesn't. Like, why? Why can't I roll over? Why is it so hard? Like, it doesn't scientifically... I don't understand why it's so hard. <laughs> but it is so terrifying <laughs> and painful. And I remember that from my previous pregnancies. Uh-huh. But I remember thinking, like, I could just beat it this time. <laughs> like, it was, like, not going to happen to me this time. Like, <laughs> somehow, mechanically... That wasn't happening again. <laughs> I was going to be able to roll over. Things change between births. <laughs> Lots of things change. Um, but low and nay. <laughs> Some things do not change. Uh, and so I've been trying to do actually roll under, you know, where you like get up. <laughs> <laughs> what I imagined was you like rolling <laughs> under your bed. And I'm like, yeah, but how does that help? That's <laughs> Unless the goal is to really freak out your husband, 
then it might be perfect. Uh, no, like I roll, like I get on my hands and knees and then turn that oh, way. Oh, okay. Like instead of belly up, you know, belly right. under. Yeah. Um, you have a little more control. Well, and I think you're not, you're, the strength is in your arms and legs at that point versus yeah. your abs, which your abs are like all spread out and relaxed. What abs? And, yeah. <laughs> and um, so at like three o'clock this morning, there I was on my elbows <laughs> trying to roll under under the bed <laughs> and when i moved my legs i heard this horrible crunch i mean just awful <laughs> crunch and then my hips started seizing <laughs> and I, what <laughs> and i was stuck <laughs> like i couldn't move it's like three o'clock in the morning it's pitch dark I like could not move because my hips started seizing so bad. And I was like, maybe rolling under is not a great idea. Just stay put. So what I did actually was I just tipped over from that point. I was like, forget That's it. an option as well. I'm just <laughs> tipping and we'll see what happens anyway. So... That's that's where I'm at. I don't know. My name's Summer Yeager. I don't know if I've said that yet. Here's my beautiful coast, Joy. And we're we're thinking about the future and the fact that when you're listening to this, it's the holiday season. Yeah. Are we going to have, we'll have some holiday stuff in the shop, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Definitely. You guys should check that out. We haven't planned it yet because it's July. But by the time you hear this. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like weird that we're, I'm, I don't, I'm getting lost on the timeline. November. Which I think is one of those ten per- those ten percent battery yeah. type of episodes. It's okay. Because we're like, Happy holidays. <laughs> and we're like, also, Ransom hasn't been bored. Not yet. yet. But when you're listening to this, yep. he will be out. I mean Reform Con will be three over. Three months old. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Probably closer to four. Yeah. I could have a baby in the next thirty five days. Which from is, when we're recording. From when I'm saying <laughs> Not this. when you're listening to no. this. No. Which is not a lot of time. No. I'm really feeling it closing in. Mm-hmm. Right on around me. Yep. <laughs> Just. That's, that last month. Yeah. Is kind of a hurtling. The slowest effect. month. Oh. Oh. You feel it hurdles. Well. For me. It hurtled. How is it feeling for you? If You know. I feel like if my basement wasn't flooding. And my life was together, it would probably feel slower. I guess maybe that's why. Imagine doing the hurdles right now. Yeah. Seems hard. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I that's why I, I picked can't. that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. And I just think I I am looking forward to rolling over again without things going crunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once I have like a car seat yeah and stuff like that then it'll feel really then it's gonna speed Uh up but yeah no not right now it's taking forever i've been here's here's like the the weird waiting period before (sighs) christmas day i was sitting on like a poof on the ground okay yeah last christmas day (laughs) last christmas which is about a year ago for those of you that are listening right now (laughs) feels like it for me too but it's like weird because last christmas day when all all the kids were sitting on the couch opening their presents, and I was sitting on a poof on the ground, uh-huh. and my husband, I went to get up, and so he reached his hand out to just help me up, like a person, you know, like you do, mm-hmm. gentleman. Yes, <laughs> and 
He goes, I bet I just picked two people up because he knew I was pregnant before I did. And I was like, oh, stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he was right. And then I found out the next day that yeah. I was pregnant. So that's how long it's been. Like, it was Christmas Day. We were different people back then. We were totally different. <laughs> Who were we? And we hadn't even done the feminism character studies. I know. Yeah. So that's that's why this is feeling like it's taking forever because I, I just have this vivid memory of Christmas Day last year. Yeah. My husband being like, you're totally pregnant. And and you were you are, I mean. Totally pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Not when they're listening to this. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I hope not. <laughs> Assuredly. Nay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no. So anyway, yeah, that's uh you anyway, the we are holiday stuff. You should check it out. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. It's I'm sure it's festive. Very festive, yeah. And we'll have says the her, something holidays in there for you guys. <laughs> and you can also leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Um I'm sure those have entertained me in my time off. Yes. The voicemails. They're just, you guys are funny. You guys have good senses of humor. And uh, the pigeon people still call sometimes. Do they? Do you remember? Yo, oh, yeah, I do. Years mm-hmm. ago, having that discussion. Mm-hmm. 2020. Was that was that 2020? Yeah. Uh-huh. We've been doing this for what a happened? while. It just goes, man. Remember, remember growing up and your parents were like, the older you get, the faster time goes and you were like okay we're there we're in that we're feeling that aren't we yeah that's why i used hurdling for sure hurdling i'm imagining hurdle like it hurts well what i'm imagining is you know you know when you we've all seen some form of video where a guy (laughs) is gonna go do something athletic and instantly fails some of my favorite videos imagining Mm -hmm. i mean hurdles are just one of the most brutal things to fail on yeah because if your foot gets caught on even that first one that's it it's like over you're you're done you're down (laughs) and then you're tangled there's no recovery there's no recovery physically and just in the race itself (laughs) because everyone else that didn't miss it they've already beat you oh yeah they're done guaranteed you're just tangled in hurdles yeah that sounds terrible there's a reason why i I never did that happened to me when i was younger (laughs) and it you haven't caught up yet pretty much solidified (laughs) that i was not going to be doing track and field no anytime Mm -mm. i'm way too short for that I never could have cleared one of those. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not today, not then. Man, that really makes you think that you have to be tall to participate in. Yeah. I mean, it's going to help. And anything, because all the track and field stuff requires like distance or length or something. So yeah. the taller you are, the better, yeah. the higher you automatically yes. get when you jump. There are zero women my height that have ever won a track and field anything. They all do gymnastics. Yeah, yes. Because tall people are worse at gymnastics. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's okay. Some tall person Some, doing we're gymnastics gonna get the, is upset. We're gonna get the emails. <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> I gymnastics is a size inclusive. I'm five eleven activity. And <laughs> and you should see my <laughs> cartwheels. <laughs> 
I believe you. <laughs> Whatever your cartwheel looks like, I'm sure that it's fantastic. But anyway, um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about, there's, we, there's no transition here. Um, there is no transition no. except to explain that we are, the only other time we did what we're doing now yeah. to the same extent mm-hmm. is when I was going to have Georgia. Yeah. And back then we were doing like triple recording because you were still in vegas and Uh we couldn't record double every week we had to record triple every other week Mm -hmm. and there came a moment where our brains were just a little fried off and i think we're there we're not phoning it in no we're still having fun we're still showing up and we're doing we're doing our thing yeah but just so you guys know we're so looking forward to a break, a break to kind of rejuvenate because yes. once we hit that break, that means the next time we are recording something for them, it's uh-huh. going to be so fresh. We're going to have yes months to think about things that we want to say. We'll be meeting some people. Some of you at ReformCon. Right. We have things going on. Just like we were different people back last Christmas. Like by the time you guys hear these, we're going to be Who different Who will people. I be? Who will I be? Summer's literally going to have another person. Another <laughs> child. Boy mom solidified. Right. Like just certified uh-huh. over here doing that thing. Whatever so, that yeah. is. So yeah. So just join yep. us. Yeah. Join us. I actually, you brought up this topic to me last week. Okay. And I thought it was uh, just super timely, particularly for when we'll be releasing it. Right. But also just things that I think moms have to think about. And I think I think this topic is something that we all have to think about every day, whether we realize it or not. And you didn't put it in these words, I don't think. Maybe you did. But this is how my brain translated it. Um, which is just essentially the idea of, well, too much of a good thing people tends to ruin it yeah but also just the ungratefulness that you breed in yourself or potentially in your kids when you are not properly appreciating something yeah and especially i mean man this year of just economic woes Mm mm-hmm and difficulties, but also going, it's going to be interesting, I think, going into a season of feasting and into the holidays. Right. With maybe a little bit different perspective, maybe even different things that you can do than you could have done last year because of financial reasons or whatever have you. Sanctification. That as well. <laughs> um, it made me think about how in... Tilly Dillahay's book, Broken Bread, she talked about how gluttony is actually Mm -hmm. a symptom of ungratefulness. Yep. I, this is so funny because we rarely, we, well, we usually come to the table with something kind of different from Uh one another, but I, I was, as I was thinking through this, I almost instantly went to gluttony. Yeah. Like. For sure. Always asking for more and realizing if all you want is more, then you are not. It's not even that you're being ungrateful for what you got. 
It's that you're pretending it didn't even happen. Yeah. It's it's very deceived. Yeah. To the point where you are straight up, you can ignore things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there might be more on the nose examples of this with our kids or but but this is something we all yeah do um sometimes i mean think just think about like affection from your spouse Mm -hmm. like or are you only ever asking for more more affection more help more this more that and then when you get all embittered against a person your spouse or whoever mm-hmm. all of a sudden all you can think of is the times they denied you more right. or you didn't they didn't do what you wanted which was ask for more like right. um and it's to the point where you it is it's so deceived that you're actually it's like sort of the opposite of think on these things mm-hmm. true honest like it's the opposite it's like only think in lies mm-hmm. only think in discontent mm-hmm. um and it is so easy to develop a habit of just of when you're met with a blessing mm-hmm. saying well i want more more like yep. and the reason and i you know <clears throat> i don't the the main reason this came to mind is just cuz um you know, I noticed at the end of the day, when it was time to go to bed, Georgia didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And it was this little whining thing. Mm-hmm. And then, well, then I stumbled upon this. Well, I'm like, well, you know, kids just whine sometimes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> no, she is whining for a reason. Mm-hmm. She's whining because she doesn't want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. She's whining because she wants to stay up and do more, more. stuff or yep. watch more TV or have another snack or hang out. And, you know, it, some of those things aren't even bad. Wanting to hang out with your parents. Not a bad not thing. Bad. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is we give her this day where we, you know, Matthew and I have arranged our schedules to where she can be with us. And we try mm-hmm. to give her attention and mm-hmm. we give her fun snacks and we give her nutritious food. And, yeah. and you know, like the kid's life is such a good example because they are really like a good parent will just, just wants to bless and bless Mm -hmm. and bless and provide the necessities of course Mm -hmm. and extra. Yeah. And then, so in my mind I'm like, okay, so what am I not addressing? Mm. I'm not addressing gratefulness for what we just all, what we just had. Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling you the minute I say, um, the minute I'm asking you to do something you don't want to do, you forget everything we just gave you right? and ask for more of what we just gave you. So you acknowledge it while also pretending it didn't Didn't happen. happen. (laughs) Well, and it kind of, again, with gluttony and with something we talked about a while back, part of the ungratefulness inherent in these behaviors is that it's, it's not your turn. Like your turn is over. Right. With this thing. Your turn is now moving on. Like it's eight PM. It's your turn to go to bed. It's your turn to go to bed. Just it's like not at your turn. 10 PM, it's mom's turn to go right. to bed. It's not your turn for more snacks or more t- yeah. TV. Um, and the same thing with gluttony, a lot of times what we're saying no to is what God has put in front of us, which is moving on with your day. Yeah. Like God put a meal in front of you. Mm-hmm. Not having more. You enjoyed it. You ate it. It was great. You don't actually need more. 
it's not your turn to have another meal. Yeah. It's not time for that yet. And what you're saying no to is the next thing that God has for you, which could be, I don't know, clocking back in at work or it could be going home or it could be doing the dishes. Like, yeah, yeah I get it. Eating food is way more fun than doing dishes. Right. But at the same time, like if the dishes are what God has lined out for you, this is what is next for you right. in your day. And it's very clear. This is what's next for you in your day. You're essentially saying no to what God has put in front of you to do. Right. This and is then your duty right now. And then you're saying yes to the extra unneeded. Right. Which create you create, you build that muscle where you're always right. just wanting more of what you want. Right. Um, and uh, does our culture, I don't know, does our culture indicate that there was any problem with <laughs> a bunch of people just always wanting more of what they want? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, this is, that's just what the whole thing with Georgia, like, you know, Made I don't need to, that. I don't need to go at length about my, children's sin to no. strangers on a podcast that's a very normal child we've all had the toddler who didn't want to go to bed we right. sometimes we're the toddler that doesn't want to go to bed right but you know yeah i just i even considered in that little moment this whining something that we are almost conditioned to believe that kids just like all kids just whine and depending on who you're talking to you might get a less nice version of that sentiment yeah. <laughs> um but the point is, is that when she's whining, she's actually communicating mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. to me. And if what she's un communicating is that I she's ungrateful, mm -hmm. um, then it's your job as a parent. If your kids are telling you, I'm ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, to address that. Right. And then, of course, I do. I, I've been trying to do this thing where if I notice something in Georgia, mm -hmm. I I'm like, did she learn that from me? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like just such an important question to ask before you um, chastise your kids and then move along with your day. Be like, where are you learning? I mean, not yeah. that they they pick it up. <laughs> it's there already. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. Um, it's easy to get yourself into a habit and then all of a sudden your whole family becomes like a culture of just it's just normal to whine. Right. It's, it's it's normal to whine when you don't get what you want. It's normal to not acknowledge the good things that were done for you already. Um, it's normal to overindulge right. every yeah. single day. Just it's not enough if your needs were met. It has to be more. Yeah. And I do think it's something to consider that I, I mean I, I'm willing to bet someone will ask, well, like I don't want my kid to feel self-conscious about food. So when they're asking for more, even though they're done, are you saying that I should not let them have it or whatever? Because mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of conversation out there about so many of us, you know, growing up with insecurity around food and not wanting to pass it on to the next generation, which is great. And I would say, number one, you have to model the behavior. Right. Kids are entirely at the mercy of what they're served. Okay. So like nobody, you are the one feeding your kid. Yeah. <laughs> you are, they can't, they don't make money and they don't drive to the grocery store and what they're eating is when you're a child, what you are eating is entirely your parents choice. Yep. They make that decision for you. And so, so much of that is already in your 
in your control as a right. parent. What kinds of foods you eat? What kind of food is available what does your to them? Table life look like? Do you have a table? Do you right? Do, do you eat things? with your kids? Yeah. Do they ever eat with adults and know what it's like to eat as an adult? Or like, yeah. is that behavior being modeled? Um, is it normal for everyone in your house to just? eat until you can't breathe anymore right is that kind of a joke i mean these are all things that are entirely up to you this episode isn't about food necessarily but because we brought up gluttony i just i think it's worth well it's huge considering yeah um those are gluttony is is so a sin that we associate only with food but it it can be done with so much, so many, so food. many things. <laughs> um, and I think the table is an important place to, I think, demonstrate to your kids. They need to see you have self-control. Right. Um, if they grow up in an environment where it's like, I'm going to eat until I can't breathe. I'm going to have second, thirds and fourths until all the food is gone because I don't think there should ever be leftovers. Like right. that is, that's a tone that you're, setting that you're making um and i think again the number one important thing to demonstrate as a parent to them is that you're ready for what god has for you in this moment so if from 6 to 6 30 what the lord had for you was dinner and you pleasantly happily contentedly move on from dinner to other things because you like enjoyed and appreciated your dinner right and you're ready to move on. Um, I think that's just one of the best things that you can demonstrate to your kids is like, yeah, dinner was great. It was fantastic. I don't need to hurt myself with it. Right. Um, and I'm happy to move on to dishes or bath times or less fun things, honestly, <laughs> than eating. Yeah. Um, and I think if you demonstrate that, then if you are having problems with like, well, how do I help my kids with this? I think a lot of them will go away. If that's the expectation and the attitude and the tone that you are setting in your house. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially with food, it's really easy to torture yourself. Yeah. And there's just no reason. There's just, there's no reason to. Um, Yeah. So that was a total aside, but But it does. It absolutely 100%. It means that. If you want your, if you want your table fellowship and your eating to look a certain way that it doesn't look now, you may have to change some things. You may have to sacrifice some things or, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, whatever the case may be. And this time of year, I mean, last year we talked about just not wasting the feast time of the year. Yeah. So don't hear us saying like we believe table fellowship and feasting and this time of year is a real blessing and it's something you should enjoy. If at the end of it, you're saying what's next, this wasn't enough. Uh I need more. Yeah. The point of a feast is to actually be satisfied. Like it should be satisfying. It's not going to be satisfying if your approach to it is ungrateful. Like no matter what, if you are not appreciating the meal and it's just what's next, what's next, what's next. And it's just more, more, more like, yeah, you're it's who could be satisfied if that was their outlook. Well, you can't be because it inherently means that you're, you're never satisfied. If all you can do is ask for more, you're never satisfied. Um, And I am, I mean, I don't even need to make a bet. (laughs) No gambling necessary. If, if that's your tone, if that's the theme of your life, 
uh, your intimacy with God is also struggling because there is satisfaction, very important satisfaction Mm -hmm. that comes from the Lord. And if you're never satisfied, Mm -hmm. um, you're not just talking about, I really like food here. You're Mm -hmm. talking about, I'm never satisfied ever by anything. Uh, Whenever we talk about thankfulness, I always think about Romans one. You guys have heard this from me a million times. Um, Paul says in Romans one verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile and their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Um, Paul makes a connection here between honoring God and giving thanks to him, a failure to do that and becoming futile in your thinking. Mm -hmm. So, whatever your position on any of this, you can't untangle that it is a rejection of God to not give thanks to him for what you have. It's an acknowledgement of the creation, but not the creator. Right. And the fruit of that is becoming worthless in your thinking. Right. Uh, I think if you think about people that... Think about people that are like jolly but have a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. they are people that absolutely recognize god as creator and are very grateful people yeah and there's a reason for that it's because it's hard to appreciate what you have if you're not honoring the one who gave it to you and you can't uncouple those things yeah so you know, even it's so funny to me, a lot of like a secular wisdom, like how do you have a better outlook on your day? Right. What yeah. do they all tell you to do? They tell you to write down and think about things that you're thankful for. That is like a huge way to change your mindset. Yeah. I've heard so many unbelieving people talk about their thankfulness journals, their thankfulness meditations, um, and the way that they think on those things that they're grateful for and how it's changed their whole life. And I absolutely believe that that works. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if they're not acknowledging God as creator, this is going to be a, a pretty futile attempt in the long run. Yeah. But I absolutely believe that our hearts are wired to honor God and to give thanks to him. Mm-hmm. And when you neglect to meditate on the things that you have to be thankful for, yeah, you're going to be whiny. Mm -hmm. That's, I think we all experientially just, this is, this is part of the human condition that is just inescapable. There's an entitlement that grows. That's the muscle that you're building when you just always are asking for more. There's an entitlement, which is that you just deserve more because of who you are. Right. Which is a magical unicorn, unicorn butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. We're all so special. Anyway, yeah. So those are my, I think, uh, I think that uh, that entitlement that you're talking about really is a failure to recognize God and who he is and what he's done. Well, because it's, it's being basically grateful for yourself. It's managing your own satisfaction. So you are making yourself into God. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's definitely Mm -hmm. idolatry. Yeah. 
don't do it. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. What do you, do we have any like, man, I don't know what I'm making for Thanksgiving this year. I'm going to have I a I don't know what baby. I'm doing either. I know. I'm just like, yeah. it won't be like last year. Yeah. Some other, y- y'all going to need to bring sides to this Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Like, have well. Eric do some meat and then the family brings the it's sides. Like everyone's bringing some sides or something. Cause just do that. Yeah. That sounds great. Okay. For, I mean, as someone who also had a baby September. in September and then did reform con in October <laughs> and then had Thanksgiving in November, I would say just yeah, I hosted the year that I gave yeah. birth to Georgia. And I'm sure I'll be hosting. I mean, it was great. Yeah. It was great. I made a lot of the food. It was great. Yeah. But also just have people bring stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'll make candies, mac and cheese. Ooh, yes. And then just. Candy is a person, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, <laughs> in case you're thinking. Candy. Summer's being, <laughs> what is candy, mac, candy, and, mac cheese? and cheese? I'm imagining lots of like sour oh, candy noodles or something. Horrible. Oh, I don't want that. No, no. <laughs> candy is an amazing cook. <laughs> and she's from the South, so So you know her mac and cheese has the right things in it. Yes. All right. Well that's it for this week, you guys, and we will see y'all next week. See ya. All right.